0: Welcome to Talks on God with my friend David. Hello again, David. Hello, my friend. Today i I'd like to talk about perfect detachment. gives you perfect peace, and how how I can apply that on just a regular basis for uh. optimal life. And in particular, what's the difference between detachment and unattachment? Like, I don't care about anything versus detachment. I care about stuff. I'm going from stuff, but the stuff doesn't make me, isn't me like that. Well, that's a good question.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So uh, I don't know if detachment, unattachment are different, but I understand what you're Mm -hmm. saying. One is where you don't really care, uh, so so you in a sense, you're not attached because you don't care. Yeah. The other one is you care, but you're not attached, yeah, to the outcome. Yeah. So I think I think I think for me, the best way to practice detachment, because um, you got to think what what causes attachment right? Mm-hmm. What causes attachment? I think it's something you value and there's fear of losing it. Right? Yeah. So that's covers a lot of the human experience. We're always yeah. wanting to, once we're looking for something we really like, and once we get it, then we guard it jealously. <laughs> that's, sometimes that's the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a huge source of uh, uh, suffering. Right? What what uh, what did Buddha say? Buddha said the main main source of suffering in in human life is attachment. So you can be attached to people, you can be attached to objects, you can be attached to outcomes. So to me then the source of attachment is valuing something you believe you can lose so how do you remedy that not caring isn't really detachment you just if you're a person that cares about nothing I think you lead a pretty uh bland life and I don't know if it's even possible I don't know how you can become so profoundly uncaring about everything that nothing matters to you I guess yeah I can't imagine how you get there, but I guess you could. Uh, so, to me, the 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 best way to go about it is to contemplate the fact that uh, this is all one. Mm-hmm. So let's just say it's a person you you love dearly, and you don't want to lose. Well, who is that person really? But an aspect of God. And if that person's an aspect of God, how can you lose God? Mm, mm-hmm. It's part of you. So I think just as contemplating the oneness of all things begins to purify your heart and leads you to extend caring and love to more and more aspects of God, right? You start to feel more and more that everyone's a friend and then everyone's family then everyone's a part of you then everyone is is you and the you that it is you is God that's your true self. So I think as you begin to contemplate the the concept that everything is a piece of God uh, then you don't have to hold on to anything right so, I think I think with people, then, you have to realize that all these forms, these individualized aspects of God are temporary. And the trick is to not be attached to the form so much as the essence. And if you're attached to the essence... Then you realize you don't need to be attached because that's like saying the right your right hand holding your left hand for fear that you'll lose it. Mm-hmm. If somebody if you saw somebody holding their hand and you go, well, "What's wrong with your hand?" You go, well, "I really love my right hand. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to lose it." You go, mm-hmm. you're, "You're a moron. It's attached. It's part of you. How you, how can you lose it unless someone chops it off?" Right. So I think it's the same with our loved ones. If you realize that the essence of your loved ones are God which is your very own essence. So it can't be lost to you, but form can be lost. But that's that's the, what my teacher talked about, he goes, the root of all fear is the belief that you are this body, right? Mm -hmm. So once again, becoming attached to the form and not realizing it's not the essence, right? So I think you got to work on that, especially with loved ones. Uh, they're a piece of God. And I mean, you know, if, if you're a parent, you watch the body change. They go from a baby to a toddler, to a little kid, to a big kid, to a grown-up, if you get old enough, an older person. So that form is temporary. It's temporary. It's constantly changing. It will only last a little while. But the essence of that being...
0: So the the um, the ego it tries to trick us right to stay separate and either stays in the past with regret and the present with shame or um and or the future with fear and we're getting pulled all over the place um and to realize i'm not a body i'm not separate i'm not special in that way like special little me uh, is a way to to get out of that whole game but it's that's pretty tricky because that seems to be most of everyone's game that we're all playing at a certain point it's kind of the grace of god to even want
1: to get out of the game if that's the only well, game first of all first of all you want you got to have to want to get out of it i mean until you want to get out of it you're in the game yeah and, so that's and what like, i mean like that's yeah and 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 it's only when you reach you start getting a little inkling of the great beyond that there's a much bigger reality behind this apparent reality. It isn't until you start to have that inkling that you then start to seek to look behind the curtain to see, you know, the Wizard of Oz working the levers. Yeah. So and that may take that may take millions of lifetimes to get to the point where <laughs> where you even seek it. And yeah. or maybe you might be curious, but you're not really seeking it. So it's just a little part-time gig that once in a while you dabble in metaphysics and because you want to talk to people and sound trippy and be admired. I mean, but none of that, none of that's going to work. So you, it has to be a sincere longing, a sincere longing for um, lack of a better term, a greater understanding of truth or greater, a greater Awareness of the creator. I mean, however it strikes you, it could be that just this whole reality starts to strike you as unreal and it drives mm-hmm. you crazy that it, it just you just have this. Well, it's like in the Matrix. It's the first meeting. I don't know if it was with Neo meeting uh who he was, but they go, Have haven't you uh had a feeling that things something's not right? That there's something else going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you really got to get to the point where, and I guess for some people, maybe just profoundly disappointed in life, that, that they just have always suspected that life can be so much more, but they just, life is flat and dull, and, and, and they're just so disappointed. I remember one uh, monk from Self-Realization Fellowship, Yogananda's organization, he goes, yeah, he goes, I just got to the point where I felt like life was a dirty jip. he was an older guy just felt like life is just was just a complete waste of time and that he just just felt like he's just being cheated so i mean i think that's what it is until you're 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 no longer satisfied in the matrix why would you look for something beyond the matrix and to try to force other people to wake up (laughs) you know it's like don't you realize, you know, it's like, stop it. That's, that's not fair. It's not right. It's not kind. Mm -hmm. You let people live at whatever level of reality they want to live at. And if they approach you and ask or something, okay, you can answer. But even then there, you, you, you may not have the right to go beyond their question. It might be like, where's the bathroom? Oh, there, it's over there. Okay. Thank you. You know, rather than where's the bathroom? Well, did I talk to you about plumbing and the different, you know, types of uh, uh, sinks there are and faucets? It's like, dude, where's just where's the bathroom? I, <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> right. So you know, and I used to be incredibly obnoxious in that sense because it just drove me nuts. I wanted to know more about the real meaning of life and all that. And so I would try to engage people in that conversation. It's like, David, just leave us alone here. Have a beer, shut up, watch the game, you know? And it's like, I I thought everybody felt the same way I did. And then when I realized they didn't, I was a little jealous actually because it was driving me crazy. It was driving me, I was driven, driven, drove me crazy, right? And then so when I realized everybody didn't feel that way, uh, I was jealous for a while. I thought, well, what would that that be like to just be able to drink that beer and watch the game? And, you know, and you're fine. But uh, so but I couldn't quit. And I finally found my answers. And then I'm so grateful that I didn't. Didn't stop. It's I think it's like symbolic of the story of. uh, The Jews uh, imprisoned in slavery in Egypt you know they they didn't want to be slaves anymore so they headed out into the desert but you know a lot of them just a few days out they're going you know what this sucks <laughs> i'd rather go back and be a slave in egypt so you know it's it's one of those things unless you really really seek to to reach the land of milk and honey then you're just and that's i was in the desert for most of my life just you know just just miserable I wasn't, I couldn't be happy as a slave and I I hadn't found the land of milk and honey. I'm just wandering the desert, man. It was, <laughs> it was brutal. Mm-hmm. But uh, since I at least got somewhat into the land of milk and honey, I'm so grateful that God guided my steps and, and, and well, he came and actually rescued me. So I'm so, so, so grateful for that. So this is why I'm, I'm very uh, willing to, Spent a few hours back in the desert trying to pick up survivors. You know, I don't know if I want to stay out there, but I'll I'll come in for a few hours and, and, uh, you know, guide some people out if they want to get out just because I'm super grateful to the creator for having rescued me. So
0: if you, if you have an inkling, which is a gift from God to even want something more than, you know, or, or even like we talked about last week, the, uh, the catalyst of uh, what, are we, what are we calling it an uh, un- unhappiness. The yeah. catalyst unhappiness. Catalyst.
1: Of, catalyst of pain.
0: Of pain. Yes. Let's say we have that, which is a gift. Yeah. Uh, what's what what what's a good spiritual practice to kind of move well, like, towards that? Well, like that I way? said,
1: like I said before, I think uh, keep it simple. You know, you don't want a ton a ton of rules that you're just it just draws you back into the mind and you just it becomes another intellectual pursuit right move it to the heart which is jesus gave a really really good one try to treat others the way you wish to be treated try to treat others the way you wish to be treated that's a good start that's a a a really really good start because no matter where you are you may not even like people Mm -hmm. but if you if you just say okay well how would I want to be treated here? And oh, I'd be like to be treated with a little respect and kindness and do it. it I think it begins to purify the heart. And now you're beginning, you'll start to actually start to like people a little more because because your frequency is going to start reflecting back from the world that you're trying to be a kind and decent person. And that will start reflecting back from other people. And you go, you know, a lot of people are just kind and decent, right? And then so maybe you start to really like them. And then that reflects back. They start to like you. And you go, you know, there's a lot of really good people that I like out there. And as that gains momentum, you start to love people. And then that reflects back to you. And people start to love you back. And it just keeps getting better and better and better. So just start with something simple, but something that you understand that resonates in your heart that makes sense that you practice, try to practice twenty four seven. Yeah, try to try to practice. And at first, you'll fail miserably, but that's okay. A failure is not a failure until you accept it as failure. So if you if you find yourself, you know, you go home that day and go, God, I was cranky with everybody all day. That I got to do better than that. You make a resolution. Okay, tomorrow I'll try a little harder. And maybe the next day you're you're better with people for the first 20 minutes and then you get cranky the rest of the day well okay all right you made progress so she says okay i was pretty happy that first 20 minutes the rest of the day i was horrible all right try to do a little better maybe next time you do 25 minutes so it's just you know you can you can get an idea of the pattern of the infinite creator by just looking at creation i mean what what of any strength and longevity springs up in a moment nothing everything the, the the a lot of things just take time to grow and get bigger and stronger and uh and mature so i mean don't expect that much more from yourself do the best you can but failing don't don't take a failure as a failure just take it as okay you know it's like a baby learning to walk you know imagine if they gave up after they fell the third time Who who among us would be walking none mm-hmm. of us would but they're so excited about the possibility of being up and walking around that they just keep trying so understand that the possibility is just growing in joy and happiness and and compassion and becoming a better and better person enjoying life more and more and then just so just keep trying never give up never give up never take a failure as as the final the final say just mm-hmm. failure. just just analyze where you went wrong to the best of your ability and try to do it better next time Mm. and you'll get there and you'll get there and you'll hit a point where you start to feel really starting to feel a lot happier and a lot more peaceful and then then it just draws you in and you get greedy for it you want more so that's the path just 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 if, listen some of the really simple ones that are so profoundly powerful treat others the way you wish to be treated practice gratitude right just even though it's funny Because we had talked about the five human values and what came back to me afterwards is Baba had said that the ancients, he's talking about the ancients in India, considered truth and righteousness like their two eyes. That just with truth and righteousness, you would find your way home. So truth and righteousness, to recap really quickly, is practicing seeing the oneness of all things. Is truth. That's the highest truth there is. And righteousness is as... Your heart is purified by practicing the truth. You try to act from the promptings of your heart, which is divinity starting to move through you. If that's all you did, that's enough right there, right? But treating others the way you used to be treated, that will get you there. Practicing gratitude every day, that'll get you there. God did not make this path impossible. He made it actually very easy. But the problem is we were so... Uh, we're so locked into thought and habit patterns, many times going back thousands of lives, that changing it, it, you know, it's like, it's like if uh, I had a a horse-drawn cart and I'm driving it on the same dirt road every day, pretty soon those grooves will be so deep that the cart's really stuck in it. You gotta make an effort to pull it out of that rut to get into another road. So that's kind of how patterns and behavior is. It's not that it's hard. It's just you've you've cut grooves so deep that it's going to take an effort at first to pull it out of those ruts. But but even the smallest effort starts to pay off in buckets. And once you get off that negative path that you've been on for lifetimes and you start experiencing a little more peace and joy, you go, yeah, this is really good. It's It's worth whatever effort I need to put in. But I hear people say, oh, "Well, you know, that's going to be a lot of work." I said, "There's nothing harder than living a normal life with all these ups and downs, and and disappointments, and sadness, and resentments." It's that's yeah. all horrible. That's horrible.
0: Or, or it's going to take too long. But the reality is, you know, it's unfolding anyway. Whether we take the make the intention or not, you know, the well, time is unfolding anyway.
1: Time is unfolding. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's like, it's like, you know, when you're trying to get a a degree that's going to take you five years in school, well, it's like, oh my God, it's five years. Well, hopefully you'll be alive for five years anyway. You might as well have something of value after five years than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but I can promise you this, even the smallest effort in this direction, you begin to feel the change. If you're not feeling the change right away, then you're, you're not, you don't quite understand it it's really simple and it really starts to work right away, at least to some degree. I'm not promising bliss in the first half hour of your practice, but I'm saying you can you can just feel a little more peace and a little more happiness when you start to practice these things. So, so that'll give you, you don't have to take my word for it. You don't have to take it on faith. You don't have to wait till you die to see whether this is true or not. You'll find... That in a short period of time of starting to treat people the way you wish to be treated you will immediately start feeling a little better. Yeah, and that's the beauty the beauty of this is this is not saying you got to wait until you're you, you're dead to find out whether you got it right or not. You begin to experience it right now. Right now. To me heaven is a is a state of of uh, harmony with your higher self. So you don't have to be dead to experience heaven. heaven. Just as you don't have to be dead to experience hell just look around you you see people from from you see people in heaven you see people in hell while they're in this physical body
0: mm. yeah and it, and it rolls back around to that first comment about uh being unattached at of the outcomes because if i'm going to do things just from the promptings of my heart then it doesn't matter how people react to them.
1: Yeah, all these things are just, if you start to put them all together, they're all just ways of awakening. And then the conversely, as you get trapped in things that are not this, like attachment and resentments and low frequency, then, then that just uh, puts all that awakening on hold and you just stay in low frequency vibration, which is pretty painful because we're high frequency beings at our core. So the, the beauty of the, like I said, the beauty of this, this is I used to tell the kids in my class, I said, listen, we're going to approach this like science. Mm-hmm. Science is I tell you the experiment I performed and I tell you the results I get. If it's correct anywhere in the world, any science, scientific lab anywhere in the world that performs the exact same uh, experiment should get the exact same results. So to me, this is the science of consciousness that you don't have to take it on belief. Just try it and see for yourself. And you'll rapidly see there's truth to this. Mm. And and then, uh, then after a while, then faith is only required in the initial steps, enough belief that it may be true to try it. But once you begin to experience it, then faith isn't required anymore. It becomes knowing. And when you deal with God no longer on faith, but on knowing, that's just a wonderful transition. It's just a wonderful transition. And then you start to experience God as your dearest nearest friend your constant companion which is just nice it's just really nice i got a friend who's living out in the desert and we were talking and i was telling him about that he goes yeah he goes i'm never alone he goes i feel god with me all the time and it turns you when you begin to feel the presence of god it turns you from a beggar to royalty you're no longer Dealing with other people with your hand out begging for some love and attention and affection. You, you have all the love you need. You're, you're walking around like royalty. It's like, can you use some love? I'm, I'm handing it out for free. Mm-hmm. I don't expect anything in return, but your happiness, your happiness will give me joy. So it completely changes who you are walking this planet. You go from a beggar to royalty. Divine royalty. I'm not like talking about Charles and Diana royalty. I'm Mm -hmm. talking about divine royalty, where you're no longer working for a wage. All everything's an exchange. You begin to work out of love for the for and from the infinite creator, which is just a wonderful thing.
0: Bigger to royalty. that's a good deal.
1: Sir, I I I, uh I highly endorse it. (laughs) Good. All right. That's gonna
0: be the message then. All right, we're we're gonna cut it short today. Uh, my fault, but I really appreciate you. And I don't think and, that
1: was short. I think that was about a half hour. Oh well, you know, you got the clock there. Is it a half? Uh, is it a half hour? I have no idea. Let me see. Right. I got a clock. Ooh. so I I might want to say here that listen, if you guys have any questions by you guys, people who the, the three people that have watched our videos, <laughs> mom, <right>. dad, <laughs> that's right. If you have any questions, I think your comment section is open, isn't it? Or did you block that out?
0: It is open. Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay, so so if you have some questions you'd like us to address, please put it there and we'll look through them and if they're if they're at all appropriate, <laughs> we'll do our best with it.
0: That's right. It to be inappropriate for us has to be pretty bad, I would think.
1: I think so, yeah. yeah. You, <laughs> never you never know. Never <laughs> know. So anyway, thank you so much for for doing this putting this effort in and uh and uh I just hope uh that this uh well I leave it in God's hands you know hopefully this this these seeds fall on fertile ground and uh helps grow some uh some corn in the world amen I, How's that for mixing analogies I do I love that
0: analogy got all me spinning right. all right brother all right bye